The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience. Saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the energetic direction of Emilia Hahn will present a most appropriate Palm Sunday song entitled, Hosanna, King of Israel. This is the day our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rode humbly into Jerusalem upon a donkey. 
He was welcomed with shouts of glory, joy, and loud hosannas by the people as he rode by. It surely must have been an awesome sight to one and all. The choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. Thank you, choir. That was beautiful. Coming up next will be the church band under my direction to play another Palm Sunday favorite entitled, The King is Coming. Thank you. 
Thank you, Ben. Well done. We call upon our vocal soloist for today, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing, to sing a song that reflects our heart's desire as we patiently wait upon our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ's return. Oh, I want to see him. Marvin will be accompanied by Associate Pastor Evans Broad Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars and yours truly on the piano.
That was wonderful, Marvin. Well done and thank you. We call upon our church choir once again to sing a very popular and inspiring rendition of the song, The Palms. Words will be provided for your singing enjoyment, so come on and sing along with us. Yeah. 
Thank you again, choir, for that captivating song. Coming up next will be the string section of our church band under the direction of Edith Matsuki to play Shout to the Lord. Our string section will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Marvin Abing on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums. We now turn our attention to two sisters in Christ and cousins in real life. They are Kelsey Pulaw and Seneca Rose Han. They will blend their God-given voices to sing this joyous and spirited rendition entitled, In the New Jerusalem. It gives me the greatest of pleasure to dedicate this wonderful number to a faithful sister in Christ, Ms. Miley Kaanohe. Miley has strived to do her best in serving Jesus all these years. Whenever asked to lend a hand, she never refuses. We pray the Lord will continue to pour forth his bountiful blessings upon you and strengthen you day by day. God bless you, Miley, in this life and that to come.
Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Vario in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. It is truly wonderful, viewers, to have you sharing my sermon for today entitled, Jesus Christ's Triumphal Entry, a Palm Sunday Celebration. Are you searching for the Spirit of the Lord so that He can lead and guide you in your daily endeavors? I guarantee that one way to discover Him is through the selfsame gospel taught by Jesus Himself at Galilee and being offered by yours truly in this telecast as in all our telecasts, the past ones, the present ones, and the future ones. With your Bible in hand, we can proceed together. Palm Sunday is one day of the year when we see people of different faiths wearing ornaments of palm leaves or ferns. However, many if questions would be unable to give a clear response as to why they were given these fronds at church to wear on Palm Sunday. An atmosphere of victory accompanies the wearing of palms and ferns on this special day. On that first Sunday almost 2,000 years ago, 
The people in Jerusalem scattered palm branches in the pathway of the Lord Jesus Christ as he entered and rode through the city. John 12, 12 to 13 explains, On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of the palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Surely they thought, this is our king, the Messiah for whom we have waited for centuries. The commemoration of Jesus Christ and moment of victory was short-lived because it was not God's time for the coronation of Jesus Christ. Hence, before the week was over, they denied Jesus Christ, betrayed him, and nailed him to the cross because of an alleged charge of blasphemy. In reality, the display of palm branches symbolized victory before the fact. For shortly thereafter, the Lord Jesus Christ would rise from the tomb, triumphant over death, hell, and the grave, and ascend into total victory to the Father, whose will he had obeyed in laying down his life for mankind. Jesus Christ spoke these words in John 10, 17 through 18. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received on my Father. Zechariah the prophet had announced the same Jesus Christ who rode into Jerusalem in 487 B.C. Zechariah 9.9 reads, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a, a, a coat, the foal of an ass. Riding an ass in ancient days was a sign of humility, honor, dignity, and peace. Today, rulers and political leaders ride in with stretched limos, cads, and hummers. When Jesus Christ returns to this earth to rule and reign with his saints, he and his army of saints will alight upon the Mount of Olives and enter Jerusalem as he did almost 2,000 years ago. There is a gate in Jerusalem called the Golden Gate or the Eastern Gate. This gate has not been open for nearly 2,000 years. Jesus Christ himself is the only person who will open this gate as confirmed in Ezekiel 44, 1-3. Then he brought me back the way of the gate of the outward sanctuary, which looketh toward the east, and it was shut. Then said the Lord unto me, This gate shall be shut. It shall not be opened, and no man shall enter in by it, because the Lord... The God of Israel hath entered in by it, therefore it shall be shut. It is for the prince, the prince, he shall sit in it to eat bread before the Lord. He shall enter by the way of the porch of that gate and shall go out by the same way of the same. When Jesus Christ was headed toward Jerusalem, he stopped outside the village of Bethphage and sent two disciples into the village with instructions to find an ass that was tied at a certain place with a coat beside her. They were to untie the ass and bring her to him. And if her owner questioned them, they were to answer as noted in Matthew 21, 3. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. They did exactly what Jesus Christ had told them to do, and brought the two animals to him. 
a saddle of clothing was put upon the donkey. And then Jesus Christ made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. As he rode by, a great crowd went before him. As identified in verses 8, 9, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In verse 10 through 11, we see that the city was moved by his entry into Jerusalem. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of the Nazareth of Galilee. We learned several things from this significant event. First, we learned that Jesus Christ had a perfect knowledge of all things. He knew where the donkey would be tied. He knew that she would have a coat by her side. And he knew what her owner would say. Nothing is hidden from his eyes even unto today. For he sees us in the brightness of the midday and blackness of midnight. Yes, television viewers, we can get away from everyone in the world. We can flee to the ends of the earth. But the Lord Jesus Christ still sees us and knows everything about us. Psalms 139, verses 7 to 10 provides this explanation. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thine hand lead me and the right hand shall hold me. Second, God himself is omnipresent, and his presence is everywhere. Therefore, we must be careful in all that we say and do. His eyes are upon us, and his eyes are on the sparrow. Our behavior should be just as if we were walking with him side by side. He sees all that we do and knows all about it. We will be accountable at the judgment seat for every deed and word in our lives, past and present. Many people today ignore prophecy, and it's a surety that his prophecy concerning his first and second coming will be literally fulfilled to the very letter. Why didn't the religious leaders of his day recognize him? It was simply their unwillingness to believe and accept the God-given prophecy. He came to earth literally in person the first time, and he will come to earth literally in person the second time. Third, he came in humiliation the first time to suffer, and he will come in glory the second time to rule and reign on this earth. Here, we see the humility of Jesus Christ because he could have asked for beautiful horses and a chariot to ride into the city. He could have ridden to Jerusalem in splendor as today's rulers do, but instead, he rode upon the most homely, and humble animal in the world, subjecting himself to further ridicule. Jesus Christ is not a high and a mighty, unapproachable potentate. He's a sweet, humble, and friendly God who we can approach today with all our needs. His ear is always open to our cries and his heart is always beating in sympathy with ours. Fourth, we learn that man's favor and applause are fleeting things similar to the multitudes that first cried out, Hosanna. And four days later, 
Many of the same people who have been in the crowd cried out, crucify him, crucify him. That is a simple picture of a human nature and nothing is as fickle and fleeting as popularity. It is here today and gone tomorrow. There is only one we can really depend on and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He never changes. Here is another lesson from this event. Just as the gates were thrown wide open to admit Christ on that day, we ought to throw open the doors of our hearts and let Jesus Christ come in today. Here's our Lord and Savior who offers himself to us and brings us every good thing for time and eternity. Won't you open your hearts? Won't you open your homes and open your businesses to him? Don't only be like the innkeeper who could find no room for the Lord Jesus Christ on that night over 2,000 years ago. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. This gracious invitation is offered to everyone who will hear his voice. He is calling you today. And this may be his last invitation, for time has already run out, and there is no promise for tomorrow. Proverbs 21, 71 indicates, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. The only preparation for tomorrow is the right use of today, for today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Tomorrow may be too late. God's word tells us in James 4.14, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. In John 14.6, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And in John 6.37, it reads, And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ by night, hoping to learn about the way, because he was not satisfied with what he possessed. He hungered in his heart and was always reaching out for something that would bring him happiness, joy, and peace, which always seemed to elude him. He had heard about Jesus Christ, his wonderful work, and his healing of all manner of sickness and diseases. Nicodemus spoke to Jesus Christ, saying, No man can do these miracles except God be with him. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Jesus Christ responded to him, saying, Nicodemus, you must be born again. What Jesus Christ was saying to him is that he was seeking for the right things in the wrong places. Come unto me, be born again, and all the blessing of everlasting life in heaven will be yours forever. John 3, 3 captures the words of Jesus Christ to Nicodemus. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said he must be born again, and he emphasized the term must as one of his divine imperatives. In John 3, 5, Jesus Christ goes on further saying to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Born of water is the baptism by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, as highlighted by the Apostle Peter. In Acts 2, 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which occurs when we are filled, speaking in an unknown tongue or language, as the only biblical confirmation that we have the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. Acts 2-4 demonstrates this phenomenon as an observable event, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. On the day of Pentecost, the 120, including Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, 
received the gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues as a confirmation of their infilling. Acts 4.12 delivers the final solution for salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ is the focus of today's sermon and centerpiece of this Palm Sunday celebration message. When Jesus Christ entered the temple, he was very displeased with what he found them doing. Though he was meek and low, he became angry at what he saw in the temple filled him with righteous indignation. God's temple was not being used as a house of worship, but as a den of thieves. They were trading, buying and selling things in God's sacred place. Sheep, oxen, and doves were needed for sacrifices in the temple. And therefore, these people had opened a market similar to the open markets found today all over the city of Jerusalem. They profaned God's temple in order to carry on their businesses. Those who entered the temple to worship did not find a quiet sanctuary, but instead found a place of confusion, noise, and fierce competition as merchants sold their wares. There were tables where the money changers were changed foreign money into the coin of the land, like money changers in today's banks, airports, and supermarkets. Jesus Christ was angered by all of this, and he took action in John 2, 15 through 16. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence. Make not my father's house in house of merchandise. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Now the question is, did our Lord Jesus Christ lose his control? And was he less divine here with the whip in his hands than he was when his hands were nailed to the cross? The answer is definitely not. Jesus Christ was in perfect character. Just as God is a God of love, he is also a God of wrath. He will not let, sin, not let sin go unpunished. And we're also told that in the day of judgment, men will cry out of the rocks and the mountains to hide from the wrath of the Lamb. That is why we urge you today to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Yes, even as Jesus Christ became angry with those who misused God's temple, so it is not wrong for us today to get angry at life's injustices and take action to do something about them. We saw Jesus Christ get angry over the spiritual wrongdoings of mankind, yet he ruled his own spirit well and said not a word on the way to the cross. The word of God says that a man who ruleth his own spirit is greater than one who takes a city. There is only one way for us to rule our own spirit. We must call upon the name of Jesus Christ and plead for his blood to help us keep a sweet and gentle disposition. One morning, Jesus Christ came to a fig tree and looked upon it for fruit. The parable in Matthew 21, 19 reads, And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found there nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. This tree was symbolic of the Jewish church at that time that made an outward show. But beneath the leaves, there was no fruit, no spirituality, no grace, no faith, no love, and no humility. Thus, it too soon withered away. Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was burned. The daily sacrifices were taken away, and the people were scattered to the ends of the earth. 
This is a warning to us today. We can have a beautiful church, a large membership, high attendance, and a robust budget, yet we will fail because we do not have the inward power and spirituality God expects of his believers. Let us be mindful that our love for Jesus Christ must be sincere and that we must bear more than mere leaves. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ does not want rubbish. He demands more fruit from his children. Jesus Christ presented a parable about a father who had two sons. He told his sons to go and work in the vineyard. One refused to do so at first, but later he repented and went to work. The father then told the other son to go and work, and he quickly promised to do so. But he didn't keep his promise. He didn't go to work. Jesus Christ used this parable as an analogy to today as described in Matthew 21, 31 to 32. Whether of them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him the first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. And in the 32nd verse it reads, But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and he, when he had seen it, repented not afterward, that he might believe him. Many sinners in the Lord, Jesus Christ's day, and also of today, have repented of their sins, accepted his name, Jesus Christ, in water baptism, been filled with his Holy Spirit, and now serve God. Jesus Christ does not look at what we might have said or done in our past. God is merciful and willing to receive us when we enter into his righteousness and come to him in full repentance, walking and talking with him daily in love. Now, if you'd like to know more about our gospel work and the church and view these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Therefore, on this Palm Sunday, give God the best. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. If you'd like to know more about God's Word and the church and view these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Andrew, and expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will close today's Palm Sunday telecast with the selection entitled, Glory to His Name.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.